What's going on, Reds fans, and what's going on, baseball fans? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. If you're just finding us today, make sure that you are following the podcast on your favorite app or you are subscribed right here on YouTube. On today's show, we are David Bell Wall to Wall. The Cincinnati Reds announced that they extended it. Well, David Bell announced it. Well, we'll talk about all of that. He has been extended for two years. And uh, it was announced yesterday after the game was announced that it would be postponed to next Monday. We'll talk about all kinds of different angles. I want to first break down David Bell as Reds manager. I want to talk about what this means for the club in the offseason and what's the alternative. That is all on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much again for listening and watching today. Let's get started. You are Locked On Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen today, part of the Locked On Podcast. Locked On Reds is free and available wherever you find your podcast, and that even includes YouTube right here if you're watching. Uh, huge, huge news yesterday because we, we talked about how important this offseason is, all of the many things that Nick Crawl and the front office need to do to continue to make this a competitive baseball team next year, You know, regardless of what's been happening this year. They have an opportunity with uh, the future, with Hunter Green and Nick Ladello coming up, with Tyler Stevenson and Jonathan India really getting uh, – I mean, they got their feet wet this year, but really growing into their roles as key contributors for this team. The biggest question mark this offseason was, what are they going to do with the managerial staff? Apparently, according to all reports, they had been talking with David Bell about this very situation for a little while now, and it just so happened to be announced yesterday. And it was kind of strange because it wasn't as if they held a press conference specifically to announce the extension for David Bell. It was really something more of uh, more along the lines of in the interview after the game was announced that it'd be postponed due to rain david bell kind of mentioned yeah you know i I got i got an extension i'm i'm gonna be around here for a little bit longer so it was almost as if they tried to slide this news in I, i don't really know why i feel like the extension of a manager should have a little bit more pomp and circumstance, especially for David Bell. Let's break this down. Okay, he is six games under 500 total for his three years as manager of the Cincinnati Reds. He's 184 and 190. So if they go on a six and four stretch here at the end of the season, or no, never mind, that's not good math. Um, they would have to win. Uh, yeah, whatever. They'd have to do some winning to get that. Gosh, every time I go to count, it's always a bad thing. Um, they'd have to go, I think, eight and two. Yeah, they'd have to go eight and two for him to be a 500 manager after three seasons. And you can look at it a couple of different ways. And I appreciated the column that Paul Doherty wrote in the Cincinnati Inquirer about David Bell. There's a reason that it's really hard to give a concrete opinion as to David Bell as the Reds manager, because for as many things as we know, we also have questions about, and for everything that is good, there's also something that you can argue is not so good. 
Uh, you can talk about how good he is with players and, and see Trent Rosecrans in his article talking about David Bell's extension really focused on that. He talked about how Jesse Winker uh, likes playing for him. He said he led off the article with the fact that Joey Votto told David Bell on David Bell's first day, he said, I hope you're the last manager I ever have to play for. <laughs> and Joey's played for a couple in his career. But when you look at how he handles his players, that is always the first compliment. If you ask any player that's ever played for David Bell, they love him. And uh, there was a quote in uh, C-Trent's article from Kyle Farmer. He said that David Bell cares. David Bell knows the names of your family members and remembers them and asks you about them and asks them how they're doing. He treats you like a person. He's played for Kyle Farmer talked about he played for managers before that you really only see him at game time. You don't see him otherwise, but David Bell makes an effort to be there all the time. So it's it's he is a personable manager. Players love playing for him. And that's really where you get the positive where we understand the negatives are he can kind of get a little bit crazy with the tinkering. Uh, there's a stat and I don't it's not as if it's worth like digging into the um, the leaders and the different managers and all this other stuff and comparing them on these specific statistics. But on baseball reference, you can look up David Bell's managerial page and they have, you know, how often he has runners steal second, how offer, uh, how often he has runners steal third, uh, how many uh, bunts he has, how many intentional walks that he calls for, all this different stuff. It also breaks down the substitutions like pinch hitters, pitch runners, and uh total pitchers per game and things like that. And it has a rate stat. So it compares what he does to the rest of the league. And if it's above a hundred, then he does it a lot more. If it's below a hundred, he does it a lot less. He actually is well above average when it comes to like calling for pinch runners and things like that, which probably doesn't surprise you. David Bell loves his substitutions. And because you see these rate stats and all this other stuff, it, it's fair to wonder how successful it all is. When you, when you look at David Bell, you see sometimes he makes moves that are understandable. And sometimes he makes moves that in the grand scheme of things might've actually damaged the Reds chances at winning that game because it feels like he sort of manages against himself sometimes. So strategically, he's a bit of a question mark. He's a personable manager, obviously, but also probably something in the pros category is his even-keeled-ness. I, I, I thought it was interesting because early on when I would listen to press conferences at David Bell, I would get kind of frustrated with him. If it were a bad game, he sounded like this. And if it were a good game, he sounded like this. It's really hard to get a gauge on him. He's very even keeled, which I think as a player, that is so important. We, because if you went five for five, or if you went oh for five, David Bell is the same manager to you, which personally, yes, that's good. It might be also part of his downfall, though. It could be a pro and a con. If we were building a pros and cons list of David Bell, I think there would be an equal amount of things on both sides, and some of them would be the same thing because the even-keeledness also lends itself to a bit of a loyalty and, and the personableness to his players, a bit of a loyalty that comes to a fault for some guys. I mean, we talked about 
all year long how they kept playing a Eugenio Suarez expecting him to break out of that slump and it just continued and continued and continued and now finally here in September he seems to be breaking out of it but it just seems like it's too little too late guys like as Cabrera who on paper that was a pretty good ad a guy who can play multiple positions as a switch hitter and hits pretty well against left-handers he has yet to get a hit in a Cincinnati Reds uniform he has a sack fly and a bunch of outs over 20 but he continues to run him out there as if he is option one off the bench against a left-handed pitcher. It's hard to say whether or not that's a good thing because hindsight shows us that that's not since he doesn't have a hit. But when you break down David Bell for everything that is good, there is also everything that you kind of wonder about and kind of wonder, is that really the best that the Reds can do? Now, I will say this. He has been a pretty solid manager compared to the guy that he replaced. And we'll talk more about that here in a few minutes on the third segment of today's show. But when I think about David Bell, compared to the alternatives, probably good. Now, his extension does bring into sharp relief, though, what is going to happen this off season. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. Before we talk about that, though, I wanted to talk to you about DirecTV Stream. It is the best way to bring your television into 2021 when you're talking about sports, uh, TV shows, movies. All of your favorite on-demand options can be brought under one television screen with DirecTV Stream. If you are trying to use your phone, your tablet, your TV, and you're just killing your bandwidth on your Wi-Fi doing all of this stuff, Stop it. Bring everything onto your TV and, and get the most out of your television with DirecTV Stream. You can go to directtv.com right now and learn about the different packages that they have and which one is best suited for you to bring your television into the 21st century. And that is DirecTV Stream. DirectTV.com has all the info that you need. Compatible device required. Uh, contents vary by package. Check out DirecTV Stream at directtv.com. And uh, I also want to tell you that I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, and I also happen to share a bed with an Olympic swimmer and a national women's soccer star. I should probably explain. When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on a molecule mattress and they call it their best sleep ever, I ordered one for myself, and they are spot on. Now, look, I'm no elite athlete, but I do have a mean poker face. So when it comes to sleeping and stuff like that, I look for the best because I can get it a little bit heated at night, and not because I'm you know worried about the reds or anything like that, just having to sleep hot. Molecule Sleep Scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses, and it has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool all night, which is so important. Molecule Mattress is how elite athletes and myself, your pal Jeff, get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, return it. Visit OnMolecule.com and save 20% with the promo code Locked On. Again, you can save 20% on a Molecule mattress at OnMolecule.com and use the promo code Locked On. 
All right. So I, I mentioned that, you know, the managerial staff was important. Uh, probably maybe and maybe not the first thing on Nick Crawl's to-do list this offseason, but definitely high up there. He checked that off yesterday by signing the extension with David Bell. And a key uh, quote that they both had, really, when you look at it, was the fact that David Bell and Nick Crawl both expressed their expectation that the entire coaching staff would return. Now, this wasn't a certainty. And, and I mentioned the story on Monday about Kyle Bodie, CJ Gilman, and the entire player development staff moving on and going elsewhere because of creative differences. It's worth noting Derek Johnson is a huge part of the pitching development in the organization. In fact, if you really kind of think about it, he created the bigger picture and Kyle Bodie just kind of honed the details really helped focus the lens on the areas that need fixed. So it made me wonder if Kyle Bodie and those guys were leaving because of creative differences with the organization. What does that mean for Derek Johnson? Maybe he was the guy that wanted to change things up, which again, it, it throws into question why you want to change things up when things are going so well. But it made me wonder if Derek Johnson was going to be back next season, which would have been a huge mistake had they not brought him back. So it's good to hear that he's going to stay, or at least that's what they're all telling us. Now, it's not as if there is a quote from Derek Johnson that he will be back, but when you have pretty much the coaching staff's boss saying that they're going to be back, that probably means they're going to be back. Unless, of course, he gets like a managerial offer, although it could be debated as to whether or not he would be a good manager or not. That's neither here nor there. But with that being said, those are now checked off the box. That box is now checked off the off season to do list for Nick crawl. It makes me wonder though, what are the reds going to do this off season based on this move, based on the fact that they've already signed, sealed, delivered the extension with David Bell. Because you think about the key things that they need to do, the players that are currently on the roster who most likely might be playing somewhere else next year. You're looking at Nick Castellanos. You're looking at Wade Miley. You're looking at Tucker Barnhart, key members of this team. And, and you can debate as to the usefulness of each of the three. But if you're not going to retain their services, how are you going to replace them? because Wade Miley could be explained as, well, you're bringing up Nick Liddell and Hunter Green, and the starting pitching staff is going to be super deep, so you could explain as to why they're not going to spend $10 million on retaining Wade Miley. Tucker Barnhart, uh, his job should be handed to Tyler Stevenson so far as the main catcher, catcher one, uh, if you want to put it that way, he's not going to be the everyday catcher. The idea of an everyday catcher is obsolete now in Major League Baseball, but he will be catcher one. And then you could see like Mark Colesvary, who was called up for a half a second the other day. You could see Mark Colesvary being the backup. You could see, um, I know Bo, Bo Taylor is still on the 40-man roster. Maybe he gets a shot because he's a left-handed hitter. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that you can at least see and even from Tucker's perspective, you can at least see how he personally would probably want to move on because he wants to be catcher one and he deserves it. He's talented enough to do it. Heck, he could win a third gold glove this year. I don't know. 
But with keeping David Bell and Nick Castellanos is going to use his opt out, stop worrying about it. It's going to happen. The question now moves to will the Reds pony up and pay him more or will they move on? And if they move on, they're going to have to bring somebody else in because the depth of this outfield is there. It's non-existent. There really is no depth. That's why they went out and they got Delino to shields off of the not 40 man roster from the Boston Red Sox. And then promptly put him on their 40-man roster and have been playing him a bunch despite his betting average and everything that is super, super low. So when you look at all of this and you kind of couple it with the David Bell extension and the announcement that the coaching staff will remain, that kind of makes me believe that the Reds are going to stay status quo, that they like what they've got. And whoever moves on, they move on. And they might just stand pat. And that would be a huge mistake. And that's an annoying thing to be thinking before this current season is even over, before the Reds are even mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, to already look at the offseason and be disappointed by it. But I'm a little worried that that's what's going to happen. And I, I want you as a Reds fan to understand this. As we talk about the goings and comings of this offseason, understand from a perspective that whatever happens, might be more of a surprise than you think simply because all we've heard all season is how the Reds finances are a train wreck. And when we saw them at the trade deadline, they did a little bit. They brought in some relievers, but remember Justin Wilson and Luis Sessa are both under team control for next year. So they might chalk that up to, well, we got more relievers, so we don't need to go sign anybody. Now they are losing Michael Givens to free agency, but I, I, I don't know how they could sit on their hands and anybody deem that as a success because not only is the bullpen a thing, obviously all year long they've had trouble hitting left-handed pitching. And if you just think that the same guys who for the last couple of years, really, uh, when you break it down in even to 2020, for the last couple of years have struggled against left-handed pitching, how can you bring back the same crew and expect different results? That sounds like the theory of insanity to me. So when you look at this, you wonder if keeping David Bell signals a status quo something or other. The, the Reds just aren't going to do much different. And that would be a mistake. If, if Nick Crawl, if you're listening right now to the podcast, I know you're probably an avid listener. Please don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't sit on your hands because this offseason, the Reds need to make some moves. All right. Uh, coming up, I've got some thoughts. Uh, we mentioned this about like his predecessors and all this other stuff, how David Bell compares to them. I'm just going to kind of talk about some memories with uh, some other guys. Uh, we'll look at that here in just a minute. Before we get into that, though, I want to let you know you can still take advantage of our offer at betonline.ag and enter the promo code Locked On to get 100% more on your initial deposit. I was burned the other day by saying that the Reds and and Pirates would go over nine, and they scored a total of eight because the Reds didn't even score that much. So we're we're going to lay off on the tip today. But looking at uh, tonight's game against the Washington Nationals, it could be interesting with uh, what's going to happen there. So you might want to keep an eye on that. Maybe look at some props, too, when it comes to hitters because having that day off, they're going to have a little bit more uh, – I think they're going to be a little bit more rested and ready to go. I think the Reds might score some more runs tonight. Maybe that's just my heart talking, and I've always been told, don't bet with your heart, bet with your head. Uh, 
whatever. But when it comes to betting, betonline.ag is the only online sports book that I trust. They've got great lines when it comes to Major League Baseball and money lines and run lines and over-unders. They've got prop bets. Like I mentioned, you can talk about home runs, hits, RBIs, strikeouts, innings, all of that great stuff you can find at betonline.ag. And with football going on, plenty to look at there. Head on over to betonline.ag and enter the promo code locked on to get 100% more on your initial deposit. And also check out rockauto.com for your next auto part. Rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need. And when you order them, they're going to deliver them directly to your door so that you know exactly what you're getting. And you can kind of save yourself some costs because when you look at Rock Auto, they're not going to upcharge you like the brick and mortar store down the street. And they don't charge different prices based on whether you're a professional or you're just an amateur and you're trying to restore a classic car or something like that. No, no, no. They don't do that. None of that funny stuff. Same prices across the board, and they are reliably low prices as well. RockAuto.com has been family-owned and operated for over 20 years, and they've helped millions find the exact right part for their car, and they can help you too. Head on over to RockAuto.com, and in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff sent you. Go find yourself a brake light, maybe some carpet, maybe you want to reupholster some seats, maybe a lost your gas cap they can help you out at rockauto.com because they've got all the parts that your car will ever need uh no not that this is my question uh to you because there's obviously plenty of people who don't know they they don't like david bell let's put it that way there's probably as many people that like him as do not like him for various reasons, whether it be his loyalty to players, playing the wrong guys, too many double switches, stuff like that. I'm kind of on the fence about him. I've never really loved him or hated him, but I'll tell you this. He's been a lot better than the guy that he replaced. Remember Brian Price? Yeah, that was, that was not a good idea. In fact, I was one of the people that was on board with the change from Dusty to Brian Price, and Dusty was way better than Brian Price. Even though Dusty kind of had his faults and stuff too, there, there's no perfect manager. I mean, every single team always complains about their manager. You can ask uh, Dodgers fans what they think about Dave Roberts, and you probably ask 10 Dodger fans what they think about Dave Roberts, and you might get 10 different answers. Managers are the most polarizing individuals in baseball. And when you think about it, they almost have the least amount of effect on the game. Now they could make a bad lineup or make a bad substitution, but for the most part, it's hard to do that if you have a nice roster put together for you. So with that being said, David Bell kind of had a bit of a rough roster put together for him this year. We talked about all the deficiencies that they entered this season with, and then they continued to develop new deficiencies against left-handed pitching and things like that and center field and all of these different holes that David Bell has tried to figure out how to plug with the Lincoln logs that they gave him to build a Lego set. So I look at this and I say that he's been a lot better than some of the other guys. And you look back, it's funny because we, we talked about this a bit with Chad Dotson. Um, you talk about guys like Jerry Naren. Uh, you look back at the, uh, rainy nights of the world and the, oh, it's just uh, different managers that you go back through and you think about and you're like, what on earth were we doing when we had those guys helming the team? David Bell is much better than those guys. 
and you could have a legitimate argument. Obviously, I think Dusty had better teams to work with, but you could have a legitimate argument as to who's the better manager between him and Dusty. Most players, in fact, I, I would like to, that would be an interesting debate because I know Bronson Arroyo just swears by Dusty, but it sounds like there's a lot of guys on this current team that swear by David Bell. I'd love to hear a debate between that two. But when I look at the alternative, I also think what happened, what would have happened had the Reds not extended him? Like, I've been watching that Marvel What If series on Disney Plus, and, and you know they do these whole what ifs, like you know, what if uh, Captain America was actually Agent Carter, or what if uh, what was the last one I just watched? I just watched it this morning. Oh, what if uh, Loki was never adopted by Odin, and Thor was an only child, and he just turns into this ridiculously self-centered dude? All these little things. What if the Reds have moved on from David Bell? I am the Watcher. I'm just kidding. I'm not the watcher. Um, but what if they moved on from David Bell? The first person that everybody was thinking about, and a lot of callers would call into radio stations about, is Barry Larkin. I don't know if you've watched a lot of television broadcasts with Barry Larkin, but have you been impressed with his acumen? Have you been impressed with his understanding of the game? Because I haven't. And I love Barry Larkin. He's one of my favorite players, and that's something that Chad talked about. Said Barry Larkin would not be a good manager. And I kind of wonder if he understands that too. And he's happy with how his life is right now, kind of as a advisor slash announcer slash just person that this team can go to as a voice, as a face, as somebody to promote the team. Because once he jumps into the managerial uniform that they get to wear, um, which say what you will about uh, baseball managers wearing a player's uniform, but yeah, there it is. But once he jumps into that managerial uniform, expectations change, evaluations change, and the board is wiped clean. And now Barry Larkin, as the manager, comes to the forefront. What happens then? Because he can completely change his legacy. Now, you can think of former players that have done different things, whether they be managers. Like you look at Rocco Baldelli. He's a pretty smart manager. Um you look at Don Mattingly from days gone by and all that stuff, and you can debate whether he's a good manager or not. But there's also been players that jump into the front office. Derek Jeter jumps into ownership and things like that. Ask Marlins fans what they think about Derek Jeter. Guess what? You're not going to get a Yankees fan that gives a dang about him being a owner. So I look at Barry Larkin when he becomes a manager. I think he's putting himself out there too much to really damage his own reputation. And I don't think he wants to do that. And I think there's plenty of Reds fans that don't want to see him do that. So who else do you go for after that? You probably want to go with somebody who has experience because your last two hires had zero managerial experience. And if you felt that it was necessary to move on from then, you're not going to bring in another guy that has no managerial experience. Plus you kind of wonder what their, how wide a net they would cast. I, I felt like they did a decent job of doing a managerial search whenever they hired David Bell in the first place, but I feel like they have a short list of people that maybe the team is more familiar with and not necessarily a short list of people who have had success on the managerial scale. So that brings into sharp relief. What is the alternative? And I think when you kind of break it down, I'd rather stick with David Bell for a couple of years. Plus, he has shown this season 
although September has sucked and the timing of this announcement comes in the middle of a collapse by this team that looked destined for the playoffs not three weeks ago, I think that this is a good move for the Cincinnati Reds. And it took me all of 28 minutes to tell you that today. Thank you so much for listening and watching the Locked On Reds podcast. We'll continue to talk about this big news and what it means for the team throughout the rest of this season and the offseason hopefully covering some big moves as well. Hopefully uh, the Reds can sweep this Nationals ball club who besides Juan Soto, who has had an amazing season and probably will garner some MVP votes despite his team not being in the playoff race. uh, uh, Other than him, they're not that impressive. And they've gotten rid of, obviously, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. They're both Dodgers now. And they got rid of Kyle Schwarber, who's in Boston. So... This looks like a team that is ripe for the beating. Hopefully the Reds take advantage of it, but that'll do it for the lockdown Reds podcast here today. Thanks again for watching and listening. If you have not already done so, make sure that you are following me on your favorite podcasting app and you are subscribed right here on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at lockdown Reds. And if you're listening to this before this happens, I will be hosting with Austin Elmore. We will be guest hosting Mo Eggers show on ESPN 1530 from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. We'll be talking Reds, probably some Bengals and some football as well, but we will be all over David Bell. We'll be talking to Bobby Nightingale about David Bell. We'll be talking to a couple of different people about some football and some Reds Nationals. We'll have Josh Neighbors from Locked On Nationals coming on talking about the Reds National Series. So check us out, ESPN 1530 at 3 p.m. But that'll do it for us today. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.